Hey, you're listening to Weebcast, the anime and manga show, the number one anime and manga show on the internet with your boy C-Dub, aka Mori, aka the Independent Variable, aka he's got some water with him. Actually, I might have to do a little refill, but aside from that, I hope you guys are doing great. I'm doing pretty great because I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite animes of all time. I guess one of my favorite anime franchises of all time. That's going to be the Mobile Suit Gundam, but we're going to focus on just one particular series. Don't worry, it'll all make sense once we get started. More importantly, today's episode is brought to you by the NBA Store. I know, the NBA Store. I know we're sidelined from going to the games, but it doesn't mean we can't sit back on our couch and wear our favorite team's NBA swag. So, Podgo, Weebcast, and the NBA Store have partnered together to join forces, combine our powers, to give you up to 75% on select items. And all you have to do is go to podgo.co forward slash NBA, and there you can choose items that are up, select items that will be up to 75% off. So make sure you guys go do that. It's the NBA. It's where amazing happens. So, interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys heard the news or not, but anime history it has been a little bit easier to find because now because i think late earlier this week uh which was kind of this news was being a little bit buried a little bit there was a lot of anime news coming out and this one didn't get a lot of attention not not sure why i think it's just the nature of this anime but mobile suit gundam mobile suit gundam 79 the original series i mean it's given that moniker because it's uh, it, it premiered in 1979, the original Mobile Suit Gundam series, has started streaming on Crunchyroll um, just about four or five days ago, I believe. So, and I was like, if there's any a better time to rewatch a classic and learn, like I said, get a little piece of anime history, because this is an iconic, iconic show. It's tropes and it's themes um, are still being reused in shows. I, I, I should you not today. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll talk all over. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give all this. Sh- I'm gonna give this show so much love. Um, it's gonna want a restraining order from me. I, I promise you. I promise you. But real quick, most it's kind of set in the distant future. It follows a story of a galactic war between the Earth Federation. And the Principality of Xeon, we have two warring warring factions face off from the decks of massive spaceships, planets of civilians, and most importantly, some of the coolest things about Mobile Suit Gundam are these giant piloted mechs called Gundams. Like I said, originally aired in 1979, and really helped popularize the mecha genre. And this series often deals with themes like the effects of war on soldiers, and the toll that war can take on civilians that fight them. Um, but if that's not quite your speed, there are hundreds of huge space battles between robots the size of buildings. We're gonna talk all about this and a little bit more just after just after the little break. I hope I see you on the other side. All right. All right. So this title, Mobile Suit Gunner, where it all began, it's, it's just not some catchy thing and it's not really where it's I guess where it kind of when you see this title I guess it kind of assumes I'm gonna be talking about the franchise as a whole but I'm really actually gonna just gonna talk about Gundam 79 
the original 1979 Mobile Suit Gundam series, and and just that alone. And, and to think that this show had, you know, maybe could have not have happened at all, because this show was actually canceled when it first aired. Seriously, this show was canceled. And with that, I, I don't even want to imagine the world, what where we'd be today if we didn't have Gundam 79. It, I don't know where I'd be. It's the light in my darkness. And Gundam is that happiness, okay? And, and I don't think the world would be the same. I don't think I would be the same if I didn't become completely enamored in Mobile Suit Gundam when it aired on Toonami. Yes, I, I watched G, I watched Wing, I watched, and Universal Century, the OVAs that appeared on Toonami too. But I, I think I'm pretty sure I even named my Pokemon uh, on some of the older Pokemon games in high school, Gun Tank, because of the goddamn show. And I feel like I have been more strongly affected by Mobile Suit Gundam uh, than what came after it. You know, rewatching this series again was fun, and I trust me, I plan to do it again now that it's on Crunchyroll. You best believe that. And visiting this origin, this origin story, uh, with this franchise, uh, I I can't help but love it. It it is Universal Century '79. Mobile Suit Gundam takes place eight months after what is be called the One Year War. And a war where the space colonies side of uh, side three rebelled against Earth Federation for independence, you know, and side three's rebellion. I, th I think they call it, it's called the what did I say the Principality of Zeon, and it's controlled by the Zabi family. So let's just let's say this straight out. This was a horrible war. The Antarctic Treaty canceled the use of nukes. But that didn't stop half of humankind's population from dying and Xeon dropping a colony on, you know, on the Earth to completely destroy a whole city. Uh, Sydney, Australia no longer exists in Mobile Suit Gundam. Go figure. Sorry all my Australian peeps out there. With, with Xeon's more advanced technology and the Earth's Federation's larger manpower resources pushing the two into a stalemate, uh, someone and or someone people needed to break it and this leads into the start of mobile suit gundam uh, on an out of the way space colony of side seven the earth federation were working on life-changing technology uh, that would really put the war in their favor uh, there was a new warship called white base and new mobile suits that gave the uh, earth federation the advantage here and one of these was the gundam a mobile suit uh, created by tim ray um, and the Xeon, you know, haven't heard about this, had, had an ambitious uh, person by the name of uh, Char Aznable, the Red Comet, one of my favorite characters in just anime, hist anime history, ever, you know, and he was going to stage a scouting mission that eventually went out of control and deaths and all that and all that such. But somehow a bunch of civilians and lower ranked military officers survived the attack, escaped on the experimental warship, the White Base Immortal Ray, Tim Ray's son. Um, he was a shut-in, and to find his way into the Gundam pilot seat was where his life was about to change completely. And this is how Mobile Suit Gundam started with a loud bang. Mobile Suit Gundam is a lot of things thematically and character-wise, but at first, it's really about survival in the worst possible circumstances 
and how war can change a person. The first half of Mobile Suit Gundam is really about a, peop is about a group of people surviving an impossible situation that they never really wanted to be in. And the white base is almost under the attack of one Xeon force or another as they head to the Earth Federation's secret base. Uh, I think it was called Jabro. And then Char, the Red Comet, attacked them for quite a while. And then the forces slowly change and more and more people die or are assigned to fight elsewhere. It is the war that, that the more, it is war that is more than it's just one shipped, one like ship conflict after all. You know, the crew of the white base are civilians or they're just barely soldiers and barely survive each week. And it really gets to them. We can kind of see, we see that it affects them day by day by day. People bend, people break and reform into soldiers because, not because they wanted to, but because they had to. And tensions are mounting, characters grind against each other from high stress. Um, and, and, and the mecha action has to be, has to happen or, or, or they die. It's some great human drama in the horrors of war. Um, don't try this at home, kids. But I, even I have some complaints about you know the first half of the show. Um, even if it's actually pretty great to watch, you know, after the wave of energy from the first five, about five or six episodes, uh, it can be pretty tedious and, and a little bit frustrating to watch. I'll admit, some somewhat monotonous, one can say, kind of little. It drags on a little bit. Uh, but still, there are some great personalities uh, in and outside the white base, which kind of keeps the story interesting alongside, alongside some of the normal civilians and soldiers put on display to flesh this world out. Uh, but but there is the fact that you are going to see the G-Armor fight fighter thing take off and then instantly reform to Gundam and fighter after a couple of hits or something because... It's a stupid design, and same with the growing angst with Amuro, even if they are believable reasons. And he does become an asshole who cares more about himself than the white base, but, but that is what happens when you're an introvert to suddenly to be an extrovert, you know? And still, I really love the aspects uh, of the characters in the show, even if they are, a lot of them are flawed in, in, a, in a sense. Um, but the second half of the show, is set in itself is different because it's time for the white base to fight back with the Earth Federation, um, sort of behind them now. You know, maybe either way, it's return to space. You know, the white base is the decoy uh, that they were in the first half, but the crew of it is ready now. And the white base crew knows that they can take on any challenge now because, you know, they're all battle hardened, they're motivated to succeed in the fight. And they're kind of ready for a little bit of payback now. So it's time to go. And if they changed, if how they changed were pictures, you could barely tell that beforehand and afterhand pictures are the same because they changed so much. Omuro masters the Gundam. And the white base crew is the one who, you know, which allowed the Earth Federation to win several different battles. You know, especially the, uh, the final fight against Zeon at uh, Abu Aku. Uh, and the space, the space arc really also introduces a lot of aspects that will play into Gundam lore from this point forward. Uh, mainly, there were two concepts, if I had to pick two. Giant space lasers 
and the advanced psychic form of the human called a new type. And the concept moves greatly in a lot of the universal century stuff afterward. Uh, Amora Ray does slowly become a psychic over the course of the series alongside some of the new, uh, some of the other members on the white base on different levels. You know, like Sila, Sayla, I mean, Char's sister, for instance, is a new type as well. And there's also this new one by the name of, uh, I think it's Lala Sune, a new type who doesn't understand war, but is also protected by Char as she advances. Yeah, that, you know, that uh, Lala uh, Soon conflict and what happens to her, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, but you could probably guess, really puts a larger wedge into the Char and Amuno Ray for the rest of their lives. Um, and yes, I'm kind of doing this, I guess, post on the movie where their saga ends, so don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, but let's talk about these characters specifically. Because they do deserve attention on their own right. Especially Amono Ray, who changed from the loner, tech genius kid to a new type and a master of mobile warfare in the Gundam. You know, there were plenty of times where he could have failed because he, you know, didn't want to after a while or eventually, you know, tied the ego of a, being a Gundam pilot to himself. But he really becomes a major support to his crew. And after some massive growth, and this grinding machine, you know, same with everyone, really. The junior officer, Bright, becomes a captain with endless confidence and father of his crew with the pilot of Mirai's help. Uh, Mirai was always strong. You know, she was more, I guess she just became more sympathetic with people. You know, I could see how the two got married, to be honest. You know, Kai changed from the smart mouth asshole to a person who had something to fight for. You know, always cool to character development like that. You know, you gotta love it. You know, even Frau Bro became a mother to the orphans on the ship and worked, you know, worked really hard to fight for that. You know, some people died along the way, which is sad because we spent, you know, so much time with them. And other people like Sayla had a, had a slow drip of motivation leave them as kind of Gundam uh, moved on. Uh, now, for some, some minor spoilers... Sayla is a mass Zenith princess that ran away from home and her brother uh, and her brother turned out to be, you know, Char. So in the first episode, she was the one motivated everyone to do something to help the white base. And that kind of changed the slow drip in of Char appearing in her life. I mean, the guy was constantly trying to kill white base, right? So the two did run into each other. Uh, from one place to another where they slowly kind of come to terms with who both they are, who they are, and how one could die whenever. It's really wonderful human drama because that's what family is. I mean, that's what this family is. You know, Char joined Zeon to kill the Zabi family slowly from the inside. And surprisingly, he's done a better job than you would really think. I mean, he's a person who has endless motivation and ferocity in what he wants to do and become because he has a vengeance story. And he's such an interesting and complex character. And you could tell why so many Char clones appeared off of him, you know? And survival, revenge, alongside war, is bad. And are three of the running themes in Mobile Sugun, really. I feel like this series is a larger look at wars in general and people who have to fight them. This isn't some, like, a legend of the galactic heroes when we're in, the, you know, at the command center of all the battles, 
and just watching dots on the screen disappear after a win or defeat. People get down and dirty at each other for, for simply for the things that they believe in. And these enemies could be friends if they weren't fighting. You know, there's a lot of, there's, there's also viewings for the general soldiers on both sides, really, doing human things like delivering resources to, you know, to civilians and, or just having a chat outright with someone right, you know, right before they die. You know, the, there is also a question of supply problems and repairs, which are, you know, constantly, are constant things each side have to worry about. You know, this isn't a time of, limitless, you know, limitless resources. It's a war out there. And unfortunately, machines of the two nations wants people to die. And I think this is the thing that en enraptured me when I first watched Mobile Suit Gundam so young. Usually the anime on that I watched on Toonami back then featured these giant, these great gigantic people or figures fighting each other for the supremacy or the choose who lives or dies in the end. You know, at this point, I haven't seen a series where people in between the giant figures fought each other just because, you know, they were told for political reasons. Gundam Wing had this, but it wasn't as interesting or as well done because that show's completely, it's a little ridiculous. Um, in a good way, though, and sometimes in a bad way, but maybe that's another episode for down the line. Um, but Mobile Suit Gundam is fantastic. It's a, it's a really a fantastic character, character piece and seeing how war changes people for the better and for the worse. And, and you know, on top of some of the cool mecha action sequences that happen and the drama on a ship, friendships form and they're forged in fire in a, really, in a situation that is beyond normal human understanding. It's really a wonderful and dirty piece of media that I really can't help but love. It's a story that's aged extremely well because it still resonates with our uh, society today. That being said, the visuals of Mobile Suit Gundam are heavily outdated. It's from the late 70s and early 80s, so it's definitely aged, even if there are some cool shots here and there. I'm still kind of amazed how good the character designs, their and how some of the, the character designs are. There's some coloring problems, the ships, and places inside the ships and colonies and locations still look on an aesthetic level. But it doesn't really stop things from like moving and keeping at a pretty good pace. Uh, there, there are a number of still frames, stock footage, of important moments happening again and again and again. Even, even more stills of people just standing in place or sitting in the ship itself. But some of the action scenes look pretty alright with characters moving and diving all over the place. But those moments are pretty rare and sparse. So maybe that's why they have so much impact in the series. Because they are, they're rare and explosive. You know, some space scenes are pretty cool to look at in the show as well. But I, I, think, I think a lot of people who are fans of Gundam 79 dig the mecha designs in Mobile Suit Gundam. You know, Xeon has a lot of mecha. But they are realistic designs as far as mecha goes. But which are kind of rounded, more alien in form. Like you can tell the suit comes from space just by looking at it. And such a similar aesthetic for all eight units that come out recently, the Zakus are cool and are in the center of all Xeon developmental plans. You know, even the last mecha that shows up against Gundam, uh, the Earth Federation, you know, follows a long 
with a very human, mundane, and grounded with rectangles in design and are very functional. Um, even the Gundam, which looks different from the rest of the Earth Federation units, follows Earth's Federation's design principles. You know, there are some stellar moments of animation in Gundam with high and iconic moments that will honestly probably still wow you, if I have to be honest. And at the same time, there are a lot of still frames, stock footage, and very out-of-model mecha moments that will completely stun you a little bit. You know, I, I, I feel like Sunrise really worked hard as they can make, you know, make it work and such, especially with how hard anime, the animation process was back then. And the movie trilogy fixes some visual problems, but I love the humor error of it all. It actually makes it feel very rustic, very tr uh, down-to-earth and relatable. Um, but Mobile Suit Gundam is still one of my favorite anime of all time. Maybe not in my top 10, perhaps, but it's up there for me. It gets a solid. It's just, it's a solid show. Even though it's not in my top 10, it's close. It may be, you know, after the rewatch, it might, you never know, could change. But it's a solid show. It's, it would almost get five, it would almost get a nine, it would almost get a 10 out of 10 for me, to be honest. If not for the animation and some of the, 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 the human error in the animation process. But even though that kind of, not even though that detracts from its, the score in my head, in my heart, it also adds a little bit to it. Like it's, it's a solid, it's a, like a medium or strong nine out of 10, to be honest. And I have a, a large and unreasonable nostalgia for it. And so that also plays into it as well. And this, and I hope my rewatch will help me realize that the anime itself is still pretty great and how much I love it. You know, like I said, there's some flaws based on its age. The animation and art are obvious, but the story is told at a slower pace than more of the modern Gundam shows and just modern anime in general. Um, but it's still, it's still packed with all sorts of slow down moments in between the larger explosions of character moments and such. And also some mecha designs that are generally useless in the show and are obviously meant to sell more model kits and toys and stuff. But a lot of these things are fixed, like I said, in the movie trilogy. And the movie trilogy is generally good. But the story and flaws in the art and animation really fit the story of people struggling in a giant space box for a while, right? And it's a meta element that adds quite a bit. You know, almost like the series was made in the same situation, but in different ways. You know, working in animation is hard. But it must have been worse in the early 80s. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on my little trip on memory lane, a little taste of anime history. And thank you for sitting down and letting me talk a little bit about why I like and why I think Mon uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 79 is one of the few uh, early, you know, late 70s, early 80s masterpieces of anime that deserves to be watched. Um, then you could pass all the judgment you want, but it deserves to be watched. And I, like I said, it's a piece of anime history and it's on Crunchyroll for free. All the episodes streaming right now on Crunchyroll. I mean, there's really no excuse not to go out and check it out and see for yourself and why it's such a phenomenon and why it's so influential to this day. Let me just be real with you guys. When you think of anime, you think of Crunchyroll. When you think of food delivered real fast, you think of Postmates. 
So when you think of podcasting, what do you think of? Or at least when I think about podcasting, I think about Anchor. Anchor is the perfect place if you want to start your podcast. You can talk about all kinds of things. You don't just have to talk about some weave stuff that I talk about. See, in Anchor, there's a set of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone. It's crazy. And Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All you have to do is just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So that's all for me. I've been your boy C-Dub. I hope you've enjoyed this little, almost like a history lesson, little love party for Mobile Suit Gundam 79. Either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will see you next week with another episode. Uh, Maybe I will do another review next episode. Maybe I might do a little Valentine special. We'll we'll, kind of see. We'll see where we're at by next week. But like you can always keep up to date with the show and what my what future topics may be and my thoughts on shows that I'm watching this season in the winter anime season by going on my Twitter which is in the, in the description also my Instagram my Instagram is we at webcast TV my Twitter that based senpai and also the, my the patreon for the show if you want to support the show if you want to support me and Bo to doing greater and bigger things and, and building up this show to be even better than it is now then going to pledging on the patreon is an excellent way to do that seriously even a dollar helps a uh, dollar a month even a dollar a month helps and you get episodes with without ads you get episodes early. You'll get a um, you'll get the personal webcast RSS feed. So, like I said, I hope so. I hope you get those episodes super early. And there's tons of extra shows and content already on the Patreon right now. And there's going to be more added in the coming month. I got some shows I want to add to it. I'm going to do some extra reviews on there that you can only get on Patreon. Bo wants to do a two show, one or two shows on there exclusively for Patreon. So. I implore you guys to please, if you can, um, support the show, even if it's just a dollar. And so you can get some reap reap the benefits of that we can offer you and get closer to the show. We really love you Um, and uh, we'll we'll, we'll love you so much for it. Um, But I think that might be all for me. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for welcoming my voice into your ears, into your homes. And I hope you guys have a lovely weekend. Um, Stay safe out there. Be kind to each other. And I'll see you next week. Bye.